So welcome to the basketball section of the 4th and 1 podcast. I don't know what day this is being released. Uh, the day after the first one. The day after the first one. I right. <clears throat> did not know we were making a cut. I'm ready to go. Sounds good. Uh, well, I don't know if we're making a cut either, so you let me know. I Depends set, how long this goes. I set it up for you. A uh, couple things here. Uh, I'm not a huge basketball watcher, but I have been paying more attention to it. I do look up scores and standings daily. Uh, if you could just pull up the standings as they are right now, that'd be great. Uh, I'm going to give you my impression, but again, Jeb's not here. He's the uh, our in-house basketball e- expert, but I do not have, um, uh, like I, I I don't watch basketball every day as as Jeb does, and I'm not as involved as it, it uh, as I am with football, but I do. Uh, I am keeping up with it more, and I feel like I have a pretty good grasp to be able to give you the best knowledge I can give you. So, couple things. First of all, the standings. Since we're kind of jumping in, we're going to start with the the basketball is split up into two conferences. Top eight teams make the playoffs yeah. as of right now that I know of. They haven't changed that rule. Top eight teams, and then uh, the winner from each conference each. Uh, playoff series is seven games and you have to win four games. So the Eastern Conference as of right now is the Philadelphia 76ers, which I'm going to get into a minute. The Brooklyn Knights, I'm going to get into a minute or two. Then it goes Milwaukee, the Boston Celtics, Indiana Pacers, Atlanta Hawks, a little bit of a surprise, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Charlotte Hornets. Those bottom two teams, all a little bit of a surprise. A couple of things about the Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference is generally more weak than the Western Conference. They have more teams either at 500 or below 500 making the playoffs. Mm. Okay? So, scroll down to the Western Conference for me, please. Thank you. Western Conference, as it sits right now, a surprise team at the top, the Utah Jazz. They just had an 11-game win streak snap. Then it goes the LA Clippers and the Los Angeles Lakers. No surprise there. I'm going to get into the Lakers and the Clippers. Then it goes the Nuggets, the Suns, maybe a little bit of a surprise, but not to me. The Grizzlies, doing good things. The Trailblazers and the Rockets, James Harden, let's Rockets. On the outside, looking in would be the Warriors and the Spurs. Okay? So that's how it goes. So a couple things here. The Philadelphia 76ers, I believe, you can listen to whoever you want, but I believe watching the Philadelphia 76ers, as of right now, this moment I'm sitting and talking to you the sec- the 3rd of February in Littis, Pennsylvania, known for the largest yachts in inner city, are the team to beat in the Eastern Conference. Okay. You can say whatever you want. Joel Embiid is averaging 28 points a game, 11 rebounds. Ben Simmons is not scoring a whole lot, which don't get me started on Ben Simmons, but he is running that offense, and he... Almost has two steals a game. Joel Embiid also has a block and a half. Uh, Ben Simmons is scoring 13 points a game. but So, Joel Embiid is firmly in the MVP race right now. I'm going to get into that a little bit. However, you will say, well, Micaiah, why would you say you can listen to whoever you want? Or you make it seem like other people seem to think that the Sixers aren't the team to beat in the East. Well, they're not two other people and that would be the Brooklyn Nets currently the second team in the East if you want to mind the Brooklyn Nets traded 
and I think we got into this on the podcast a little bit, traded for James Harden. They currently have probably the three, three, they have the most superstar talent. They definitely have the biggest payroll right now. They have Kevin Durant, superstar, Kyrie Irving, superstar, and James Harden, superstar. Kevin Durant is also in the MVP category. He's going to win comeback player of the year, but he is averaging 30, basically 31 points a game, seven rebounds, seven and a half rebounds, and five assists. He's also shooting 50 from the floor and 45 from three. He leads the team in everything. Pretty much. Assist, steals, no, blocks. Irving has 5.6. No, Harden leads the league in assists at 12. What are you No, smart? no, no. He leads. This is not. Harden has an asterisk because he didn't play the. He didn't play yeah, uh, all of his games with Brooklyn. That's why oh, he's I up see. here. That's why. He hasn't played enough games to qualify. Correct. So. You say, well, Micaiah, they sound good. By the way, their start, their three top starters, Durant, Irving, and Harden, are averaging 30, 28, and 24. And Harden currently is leading the NBA in assists at 12 assists a game. Okay? This is a very good team. And you say, well, Micaiah, why do you say that Philadelphia is the leader? This Brooklyn team sounds amazing. They have three superstars. They have Kevin Durant, who currently is on track to win MVP, comeback player of the year. They have Harden, who is now a team player and is passing the ball. Well, it's the guy sandwiched in between, on the scoring list at least, between Kevin Durant and James Harden. And that would be one Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is a terrible defender. And to be quite honest with you, James Harden isn't much better. Kevin Durant can be when he wants to be, but isn't. They gave up 146 points to the Wizards the other night. They are dead last in defensive efficiency rating on the year. It would actually set a record. They would both set a record for offensive efficiency rating and defensive efficiency rating. The offense being the best and the defense being the worst in the history of the NBA. LOL. So they score a lot, which you would think having three legitimate superstars. Yeah. And they give up a lot of points. The Sixers play defense. Doc Rivers plays defense. Listen, the Sixers could have two defensive player of the year candidates on their team in Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. <clears throat> Excuse me. So outside of the Nets' defense, defensive struggles, okay, so the Nets give up 117 points per game. The Sixers give up 109. In the last 10 games, they're very even. Uh, Phillies 8-2, Brooklyn 7-3. But more to the fact that Kyrie Irving doesn't play defense. And neither really does James Harden or any of that team. Kyrie Irving is so up and down. Kyrie, if when Kyrie Irving takes the most shots, I believe in all three of their losses in the last 10 games, Kyrie Irving has taken the most shots out of those three players. James Harden, Kevin Durant, and and uh oh my goodness. Struggling there. Kyrie Irving, between Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden, Kyrie Irving, in their three losses in their last 10 games, has taken the most shots. And it has been by a wide margin. Listen, if anyone is taking the most shots, it should be Kevin Durant. He is 
the best. However, he's very efficient right now, so he's able to score with less shots. Trying to see if I can. He is averaging fifty three well, both Kyrie Irving, they're averaging very similar. So they're both both Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are both shooting fifty three percent from the field, and they're both shooting about forty five percent from three. They're very similar, but listen. If you have Kyrie Irving taking the most shots and trying to be the alpha, I just don't think it's going to work. Kyrie Irving leads the team right now with 20 shots a game. And then it's Kevin Durant at 19 and a half. And then there's a huge drop off to James Harden at 15.4. So it's basically two guys shooting the most. Now they're being very efficient right now. Well, compare uh, Kyrie compared to Kevin is not, but that's beside the point. Right. Yeah. But it's if Kyrie Irving, if I think honestly, Brooklyn's better without Kyrie Irving. If Kyrie Irving doesn't play and it's just Harden and Durant, I think this team is is much better. Sure. But I think it's just the volatility and the up and and the roller coaster of both emotion, both Irving off the field trying to deal with social justice and trying to get that together, and then on the field wanting to be the alpha dog on the team, which. I guess they're going to let him be the alpha. I don't think he should be because I... I. Well, just look at this. Look at the scoring efficiency over here. So the scoring efficiency, both Harden and Durant, with less or the same amount, do more score better. They both score score one and a half. They both score one and a half, basically 1.6, and Kyrie Irving scores 1.4. I don't know out of what, but... His efficiency rating is 1.4, and there's a one... I know that that that, that's a huge gap. Yeah. With how much they touch the ball, that that .1 point is a huge... I know that. Yeah. That's... And Irving has to have the ball in his hands to score, which means that Harden and Durant and come playoff time, are they going to be able to figure it out? So I, I'm, I'm, I think the Sixers are the team to beat in the East. Now the West. The West, Utah, we covered, was went on an 11-game winning streak. Utah's for real. Utah, a couple things why they're having so much success. They're 9-1 in their last 10 games. Why they're having so much success is their defense is very good. They're allowing 106 points a game. But I found this out via ESPN+. Plus. They're number one in three-point attempts. Hmm. They shoot a very good percentage in that. And they're number one in offensive rebounds. Rudy Gobert. So that means... Donovan Mitchell leading the way with 23. And then Jordan Clarkson, good for him. Mike Conley. I mean, it's a very it's a very balanced team. Uh, to make a football reference, they complement each other very well with, with how balanced they are. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a big drop-off from Donovan Mitchell to um, Jordan Clarkson, but this team is very balanced both offensively and defensively. But basically... They're mi- they're gonna miss threes, get the offensive rebound, kick back out for another three. Can you look up their th- their their t- overall team three point percentage for another three point attempt? Forty. They're shooting forty percent from three from three. That for everyone who doesn't know, that's a great number to strive for. They're shooting forty six percent overall from the field. That's. That's incredible. So Utah, I think, is for real. They've always been defensive heavy, but now they've kind of unlocked a new offense, so I'm happy for them. But let's not get it twisted. 
LeBron James and the LA Lakers still rule the West until they don't anymore. And I, you can say what you want. LeBron James, honestly, in my opinion, should win an MVP. He's been unreal. At 36, going on 37, he has been, he has averaged 25 points a game, seven, almost eight rebounds, and seven and a half assists. He's basically averaging 25, eight, and eight, playing more minutes than anyone in the league, and he's... He's got a second-place team in the West only by a couple... They're only second place in the West by, like, two games, which can be made up like that. Do you, do you notice... Sorry, I just noticed this just in minutes. That Dennis Schroeder... Yeah, the sixth man of the year. Yeah, just interesting. So, LeBron James is averaging 33 and a half minutes. Anthony Davis, who averages 33 is averaging 22 eight rebounds and three assists a game so i'm going to give you the key to los angeles lakers this team goes as anthony davis goes and that's how it was in the bubble when they just won their past championship this last year anthony davis played out of his mind lebron james is going to do lebron james things he's going to give you 25 8 8 every game he should win the mvp in my opinion because of how old he is and what he's doing but He's going to need help. If Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis, and the fact he's only averaging nine rebounds a game, basically 8.7, is ridiculous. He needs to be in double digits. They have, they last year, uh, they have Montrez Harold, who won the sixth man, and the runner-up, Dennis Schroeder, who, won, who was the runner-up. They are both averaging 13 points a game. And... It's basically LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and as they go, the rest of the team goes. Yep. Listen, LeBron James is going to uh, dictate games with his mind, which is as you would expect. But And then can we just look at the Clippers real quick? Mm-hmm. So, listen, just don't sleep on the Lakers is all I'm saying. Utah's good, but don't sleep on the Lakers. And let me go to the Clippers here. So the Clippers... They probably have they they definitely have the star power, but they have Kawhi Leonard averaging uh thirty uh I'm sorry averaging twenty six, five rebounds, five assists, and he's a great two way player. He's a great defender, and then Paul George is averaging twenty four. This team is also going to go as far as the second best player on the team goes, and that is Paul George. Paul George is going to show up and play awesome basketball like he has to start the season, and in regular seasons, including last year, this team can win the championship, much like the Los Angeles Lakers and Anthony Davis. If they show up and Paul George is going to play terrible like he did last year in the playoffs and in the bubble, this team is going squat, nowhere. So again, uh, they... They play overall good. They they play great offense. They have again good complementary. Um, both the the top teams in the West play great complementary, as you would imagine, basketball. But again, so the key to the Clippers and the Lakers, the biggest takeaway is they only go as far as their second leading man, whether that being Paul George for the Clippers, Anthony Davis for the Lakers, take them. Utah Jazz, as of right now, I'll I'll talk about them because they do deserve they're only going to be as good as that offensive rebounding and three-point percentage okay they don't have the star power to keep up with lebron james and Kawhi leonard but they have the team power for, to be able for to a do deep that. for yep. a deep playoff push yeah a- exactly let me see what else is that i wanted to talk about but i i feel like i covered 
Did you want to go back to the useless section and talk about more movies? No. Uh, oh, I wanted to talk about a couple things. So, L- Lonzo Ball, I don't understand. So, right now the Pelicans are, oh. nope, not LaMelo. He went to the Eastern Conference. When I went right for LaMelo. I thought you were talking about LaMelo. That's on Lonzo. Me. So, right now the Pelicans, who have Zion Williamson, who is supposed to be the second coming of LeBron James. Are at which is he's not going to be seven and twelve. Zion is averaging twenty three and a half, seven rebounds, and two and a half assists. However, in the last ten games, if you click on, can you click on Zion? Zion? Yeah, click physically click on Zion and go to his last ten games. He's been unbelievable. In his last ten, whoa. Wait, what is playing? I don't know. Here, I got you. Oh, thanks, man. There. Uh, no, uh, click out of this. Just Yeah, this? go to overview, uh, the, scroll down. There we go. There, last last 10 games, he's been averaging 25 points a game, three assists, seven rebounds, and he's shooting 38% from three and 74% from the line. So he is now Zion he's Williamson. He's shooting 60%. No, no, no. Just all together. No, no, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just but all together, the, he's shooting 60%. Yeah, right. Which is an NBA record through the first however many games he's played. So I'm going to, I'm calling it now. Zion Williamson is now in the Anthony Davis hole that New Orleans seems to dig its stars into. Mm-hmm. Of They're going to be really good on really, excuse my language, moms, shitty teams. Mm. And he's going to be in the playoffs some years. He's going to back find a way to back into the playoffs some years as either a 7 or 8, get bounced in the first round. And the year that they have a really good team and put pieces around him, they're going to be a 4 seed, maybe get to the second round, and that's it. But listen, Zion's been really good, but he is now in a... Um, New Orleans has, again, found themselves a cycle where they suck where they get these great overall p- draft picks and then suck the life force right out of them. Uh, but Lonzo Ball, his trade value for what his stats are, are re- they're talking about a player for Lonzo plus multiple draft picks. I know that you and Jeb are high on him as being the best passer in the NBA. That's fine. You could be the best passer, but you're not worth that much. Uh, he would be... Here's why it's high. Because... For teams that need his specific stats, who want to go win a championship this year, so they need that's a floor why. general. Okay, yeah, that, that's fair. But he's shooting. Let's see here. He's shooting thirty-five percent from three in the last ten games. Overall, he's shooting thirty-three percent from three. That's not very good. Overall, he's shooting forty percent, five assists, four rebounds, and he's averaging twelve and a half points a game. So he's a good piece of the puzzle, but I don't. He's been all hype since the minute he's sure. been, and it's because of his dad. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, mom, just go Google, uh, what's his name, Lavar Ball, Lavar. and you'll get all the old interviews. He thinks his sons are the second coming to Michael Jordan. He thinks he's Lavar Ball thinks he's better than Michael Jordan. Now he might have a case with LaMelo. I've been very impressed with LaMelo. He shoots better. You're on the wrong team, bud. He's, He's on, on the, the Charlotte Atlantic Magic. He's on the Charlotte They both Hornets. have blue and white, okay? There he is. They're in eighth place. There you go. They are in eighth place. He's in the starting line- lineup. 
So he is averaging currently 12 points a game. However, he's going to be more of a passer rebounder. Six rebounds and six assists. And he's been very... His assist to turnover ratio uh, is two and a half. Almost three. That's not bad. It's pretty good. LaMelo is definitely better than Lonzo at this point, I think. I mean, yeah. I mean, at this point in their career, yeah, for sure. He can't be a centerpiece, but... Yeah. I, I mean, he's very tall. He's shooting... Okay, now he's shooting 20. He's clearly... He is not as efficient as his brother yet, but he is a rookie. He's shooting 43% from the field, which is better than his brother. And scroll down just a little bit. I want to see his overall. And he's shooting 31% and 78 from the line. So he's a little... He he takes more threes that he shouldn't because he's not a refined three-point shooter yet. Um, so more to come. But I think he's better than his brother. So I just wanted to get that out there. More to come with Lonzo. Uh, one thing about I wanted to mention... Have you watched NBA games without fans right now? First of all, it's weird. It is they, weird. They are. They kind of look like they're in the bubble for they, a few things. They are allowed. There are. Miami's going to start allowing fans here soon, and I think towards the end of the season, you're going to see about twenty percent capacity. And for the finals, you're going to see twenty percent capacity. Yeah. Okay. That's just my thing. As the NBA sees that, oh, maybe we don't have to be so strict with our rules, right. which is fine. Your rules are your rules. I'm not going to hate They on just you. tighten their mask rule. I, I understand that. The one thing the NBA, the NFL, everyone, all these sports should do, though, is the amount of media they allow right now, especially the NBA. Yeah. They should just keep. There is way too much media in all of that they allow in these arenas to begin with. When you have camera people sitting on the... Five feet away from players, where players are going for layups and then barreling into camera people. That's just ridiculous. Now you're not, you know, it was so nice to see a chase down block from, from I don't know, I think I was watching the Sixers game the other night. A chase down block, the, the player who went for the layup and got it blocked could actually run and not have to dive into the crowd of people. It's so nice to see. And I'd be okay with if they take fans away off court side. Yeah. And uh, and and not within the first one or two rows. I'd be completely fine with that. Give these players some space, especially with a a game in basketball that that it's so um it's so expl- it has explosive moments like jumping is like it, that's an explosive moment that's what I'm talking about. Got it. So like a layup like like they're running 20 miles an hour layup they they need a little bit of runway to slow down. Like stop with putting fans right in the action. Clearly we can get along without it. Clearly fans will still pay to come to these arenas. Atlanta, I mean LeBron James got someone kicked actually he came out and said he didn't want that he didn't think that person should have been kicked out but Atlanta's allowed yeah I saw the video he didn't kick that person out no no he he even came out afterwards and he and he said I didn't they didn't say anything to warrant them being kicked out so I think everyone's gonna have to readjust to fans being back in the stadium and then trash talking to the players but Atlanta isn't allowing Atlanta isn't allowing people within like the first like two rows okay and I think that's how it should be LeBron has always trash talked has always trash talked people. He's never like specific. Absolutely. He's never. Well, I think he had specifically one or two times has been like, all right, they need to go, right, sort of deal. But those people are like, even like you watching, are they're, like, yeah, they can. They yeah, can they're leave. a little. These are little racist people, absolutely. right? Yeah, 
Makaya is dying of COVID. Oh, I hope not. Have you been around mom and dad, by the way? <laughs> Technically, yes. Oh, then why are you here? <laughs> Yikes. Oh, we're, within, we're within six feet of each other. Oh, yeah, right now. Oh, hand Sandy, bro. All right. Well, I think that does it. That's it. Thank you, everyone, so much for uh, listening in. This has been the 4th and 1 podcast. Uh, be nice to one another. Wash your hands, wear your mask if the uh, people ask you to. Um, and yeah, enjoy the Super Bowl um, with people, with now people. I don't know. However, you want to do that. Enjoy the food, enjoy the game. Bet the over. Bet the over. This has been the 4th and 1 podcast. God bless. Peace out.